the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 11, for the week of August 15th, 2005. Uh, you know, wait a minute. Hang on. I, I got to stop here and, and warn you folks about what it is that you're about to hear. Uh, no, it, it, it nothing like that. It's all work safe, just like everything always is. It's kid safe, assuming your kids like geek stuff. But uh, it may not be ear safe, or at least not as ear safe as our previous incarnations. Tonight, we were forced to use an alternate setup due to the fact that John's cable modem was out. Normally, as some of you may know, and some of you may not know, because we work very hard to make it sound good. But we do this over Skype. John and I, uh, John's down in Connecticut, and I'm here in New Hampshire. And, uh, and we do this over Skype and have a pretty intricate setup that we use to, uh, to kind of polish everything up on the fly, if you will. And tonight we were unable to use that because John's cable modem was out. We'll explain what we're, what we're doing, but the audio quality of the actual podcast is, uh, is not up to, up to normal standards. You'll be able to hear everything, but, uh, but it's definitely a phone conversation that's recorded inherent, uh, with, with all of the, uh, all of the, 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 the lack of audio quality that we have on the telephone there. And so, uh, with that, I, uh, I let you have it. It is Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer, and I am here by hook or by crook with John Braun. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Dave. Very good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Now, uh, as, as I will have introduced by the time that you hear this, John and I are not using our normal setup tonight. John's cable modem is out, and though you may not have realized this, John and I do this show um, from remote. John and I are not in the same room when we do this show, and... We do it over Skype, which requires a broadband connection. Well, tonight, John doesn't have a broadband connection. And we tried it. Yeah. What, so what happened today, John? You, you, uh, you had a lightning storm, is that right? Oh, we had these, yeah, very, very uh, spectacular uh, thunder lightning storms here. And uh, I even saw one that, you know, it sounded like it hit pretty close. So uh, looking on the map here for the uh, local uh, utility, there's a whole bunch of people that don't have power, so I at least still have power. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the the light on the cable modem was blinking incessantly, and that means one of two things. One is that it's continuing to look for a carrier or something out there. Or number two, it's fried. Um, right. So I did the uh, the you know analysis and also tried the TV and didn't get cable there either. So. So John, we're going to go with cables out. Yeah, being that John couldn't watch TV or surf the internet at high speed, he decided he'd. He'd still do a podcast here. We we do apologize for the audio quality. I'm I'm going to assume that it is not up to the standards that we are all used to here. And that is because we are doing this, believe it or not, over plain old telephone lines. Yep, that's right. Well, actually, that's not true. John's on a plain old telephone line. I'm actually on a Vonage line. So there is a little bit of the digital world kind of thrown in here. But uh, the good folks at, at Parliant had sent me a, a box with the phone value. LA uh, adapter in it and, and the software because they kept telling me, look, you can use this for podcasting. And uh, so the wheels started turning tonight when, when John's cable modem was was out. And I, I hooked it up, and it's it's a little quirky, i got to say. It, it, the, the, it's, it's not the most straightforward thing that I've seen. Of course, I, I read as little of the manual as was humanly possible to get us up and running. The what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
Uh, a little counterintuitive in the way that it works, but uh, if you're hearing this, it works. If you're not hearing it, well, then it means that John and I wasted our breath for uh, I don't know however long we're gonna we're gonna sit here on the phone. But at we, least, at least, that's right. So. We did promise you that we would come to you this week. If this show turns out to be a little bit of a, 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 a flop uh, because of the audio quality or, or because of the setup, we will, uh, we'll, we'll probably do another one later this week. But we do have a couple of things to talk about. We, we promised you that we would talk about hardware. Uh, so as, as we were setting up the call, John came up with the great name for this show, Things You Stick Into Your Mac. So that's... Uh, that, although in, in looking at my list of things, I don't stick them all into my Mac. So, uh, but that's <laughs> that's uh, that's another show. That's another show. Yes, folks. That's right. Well, um, with that, I guess I will let John uh, John kick us off here. Yeah, I'll kick things off here. Though I'm sure we'll banter back and forth. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah, you know, when you get your Mac, it's cool, and, and it does a lot of cool things uh, in and of itself. But, you know, when it interacts with other devices, it, your Mac wants to talk to other devices. Right. And, you know, it makes it happy when you do that. So uh, one of the first things that I have, now, unfortunately, they don't make this device, but I think it's just a lead-in into a classic device. And, uh, okay. And I'd like to get uh, your feedback. But now I have something. Um, I got it a couple of Mac worlds ago. They... You know, stuffed it into my hands like all the people at the shows do. Right. But it was something I actually used. It was very nice. It was from uh, iMation, I believe, called the Flash Go. And Fla- you said you said Flash Go, is that right? I believe so. Flash Go, all one word. Okay. Okay. I, I'm I'm just going to clarify that stuff uh, for for the readers here, or for the listeners here, John, because talking into a telephone, uh, you know, our uh, all the sibilance gets lost, right? All the the s's and the p's and all that stuff just all blend together, and so mm. you know, yeah. yeah. And we apologize again. So go ahead. So I got that adapter. You know, it was sitting around for a while, but then I had a need for it. Is um, I also like to do some uh, digital photography and you know take pictures for Mac Observer and just on my own and stuff. And uh, we may have to do a podcast about digital photography. Mm-hmm. But that's for another time. Another time. Um, that could be a good area. But instead of hooking up the camera and carrying around yet another cable, which I hate doing. Yep. And this camera does not have wireless. So from what I've heard, I haven't actually seen one, but I think. Some of the direction in the digital camera industry is to get Bluetooth in the camera or something. Yeah, yeah, well, that would, make, that would make sense. I haven't personally seen a camera that does that. I think there may be some out there. Yeah. Have you, have you heard of anything? Uh, I haven't, no. Okay. But if, but if you have out there, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll check them out, and then we'll talk about them. Yeah, my only thought is that uh, Bluetooth would be slow for digital camera files. If anything, I'd put mm. Wi-Fi. But anyways, so this one thing that I got, the, the first generation of it is called a Flash Code. Basically, one end plugged into your USB port, which every machine has, yep. um, every Mac has. And the other end would then have an adapter, and you could either put a compact flash, memory stick, secure digital, multimedia card, or smart media. So I believe five different types of media. And, wow. and you know, the industry still keeps coming up with new Formats, they're so innovative, and it excites me so much. No, it really doesn't. It's like, guys, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so now, wait a second. This one this little thing that you slide into your Mac can do all of those, or do you have to buy a different version for, for every... Oh, no. so the unit itself takes a compact flash, but then it comes with adapters. Oh, and oh, one okay. end is the form factor of a compact flash, and the other is the other type of media. So, it, so you have to carry a few pieces around with Yeah. You. Yeah, version one, and then the version two that I got yeah. was all in one. It was like a little 
you know, a single handheld thing, and it would have the slots built into it for all the different media types. Very cool. Uh, and it sports USB 2. The funny thing is that when I looked oh, on their site, they high speed. continued it. You can still find it a, a lot of places. Uh, oh, so so people can't buy this. We can. We're, we're teasing them about something that they simply cannot. Yeah, get but anymore. I'm just talking in general now. I don't know what you do for your uh, memory card reading needs. If any, the other thing I've used in the past, and I forget the company, but um, they're pretty generic. Yep. Was a PCMCIA adapter. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I, I use one of two things for my my PCM for my uh, memory card reading needs, and uh, and all the the devices that that uh, that I have here that I use on a regular basis use Compact Flash. So I either simply plug a USB cable into a camera when and and you folks should know this. Just about every camera out there that supports Compact Flash can also double as a essentially standalone compact flash reader. So if you have a compact flash card, even if, say, John handed me a compact flash card and said, look, I put, you know, the show notes for, for this week's uh, Mac Geek Gab on there, Dave, here, take them. I could plug that into my camera and copy those files to my Mac. So uh, e- even though the camera can't do anything with it, it can pass them through and essentially it mounts it like a disc like it would anything else. So it's a very expensive. Very expensive. Well, but if you already have a camera, there you go, right? And then the other thing that I use, which is always plugged into my Mac, and we can segue into this. Of course, this is also discontinued, and it wasn't really on the list, but is a uh, my my Hewlett Packard PSC 950, which is their all-in-one uh, kind of one of their older all-in-one uh, printer, scanner, copier, fax machine things and and devices rather, and it's got three slots on the front of it: compact flash. Uh, Sony memory stick and uh, I think I think no not secure digital I'm not to be honest I'm not sure what that other slot is but uh, but anyway that's a a standalone compact flash reader obviously USB 1 only uh, on that one uh, simply because of its age but but my digital camera will do USB 2 so and my digital camera these days is a Canon ELF S500 which Mm. yeah which we really like 5 megapixel great Great zoom, all that stuff. So that's uh, we'll, we can go deeper into that in another show. So yeah, cool. Nikon. I'm a guy myself here. I got the uh, Coolpix 4500. There you go. Oh yeah. Okay. The second Nikon that I've had. Oh, we we should talk about digital cameras on, a, yeah, on yeah. another show. Yeah, because that's um, interesting. So other people make the adapters. Um, yep. You know, Imation. They they may still make them. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm looking here. I mean, oh. Um, uh, SanDisk, which also makes uh, the memory cards, they also make uh, some readers and adapters. Yep. Um, so I'll have to do a little research and probably put in the show notes as far as some uh, good companies for that. But they're, uh, but I really like the ones that read more than one format, so you don't have to carry around all this stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Well, my favorite device that I plug into my Mac would have to be my uh, Logitech Cordless Duo Elite. And I may have gotten those words confused. It may be Duo Cordless Elite or Elite Duo Cordless or something. If I could say them backwards, I would. But uh, in any event, that is the combination wireless keyboard and mouse. Now, for my setup here, having a wireless keyboard, and frankly for most folks, having a wireless keyboard isn't really necessary, although... I will say having a wireless keyboard does make it simpler to hook things up at a desk without having to route cables all around. It's not that I take the keyboard and put it 
anywhere else. It pretty much stays in its its one spot. But not having to route, you know, all sorts of USB extension cables underneath my desk to my keyboard tray is a very nice side uh, side effect of having a wireless keyboard. However, it's the wireless mouse that is mandatory as far as I'm concerned. Once you have used a wireless mouse, or at least once I used a wireless mouse, I knew there was no going back. You have no idea how much that silly little cord drags on your mouse until it's not there anymore. And uh, and I love it. I love the wireless mouse. This one has, uh, well, it's got, you know, the two normal buttons on the top and a scroll wheel, and then it's got a side button that you can program, and there's software that comes with it uh, that you can program. The keyboard actually is, is very cool, too, in, in the way you can program it. It's got a, a volume wheel on it and uh, controls for iTunes and, and uh, little soft buttons that you can use to launch programs. And I use, I use it for iTunes all the time. It's actually very cool. You don't have to change to iTunes to start or stop songs or to skip to the next song. You can just kind of cruise on through, which is very handy when the phone rings. I can just hit a button and it pauses whatever I'm listening to, and I can pick up the phone and good to go. So. Yeah, I haven't looked at the wireless options yet. Yeah. yeah, once once you do it, there's you'll there's no going back. So which is and and now that of course that Apple's laptops have Bluetooth, you know, pretty much built into all of them, uh, or at least the PowerBook line. Do the iBooks now have Bluetooth built in? I should know this. I think yeah, pretty sure. So I know they try to uh, segment their uh, market. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the iBooks I think the iBooks do now too. They so, have for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can you can take uh, you know you can get a, a tiny little Bluetooth mouse that you can bring with you, and uh, and experience cordless bliss on the road. Cordless bliss. Yeah, um, if if you don't like the trackpad, which I I, I personally have no problem with the trackpad, so I yeah, like I'm that. okay with it. And yeah. now on my desktop machine, so I like something a little different. Okay. Um, and there's a news item we can talk about in a moment that this kind of relates to. But, you know, for the longest time, Apple has had the, the bundled device only had one button. Yeah. And even in the beginning when I started using, I mean, the first Mac that I used was a Mac 2. And the, this was actually at a, uh, as an intern at, uh, I think it was GE. Yeah. And our boss was very progressive, got us all these Mac 2s, you know, the first Mac that had expansion. But also we, were, we got uh, some alternate input devices, and this is how far far back it went. But the thing that I like, and I still use to this day, is the uh, Kensington Turbo Mouse. Which is the trackball thing, right? Which is the trackball, yep. which is neat because the, the, the issue it eliminates is moving things around because it's stationary. You're, you know, if you remember trackball or marble bandits, uh, some of you may remember that. That's, that's from way back. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a ball, and you, you know, spin the ball in the direction you want to go. There's some bearings underneath it. Um, and it also has four buttons. I think the early versions had two buttons. But it works just fine with OS X, and you can assign the, uh, you know, the, the smartest thing to do would be assign one of those buttons to control click. Sure. Get a click, and then you get your second button. Yeah. Um, but there's never been a lack, I don't think, of, uh, you know, alternative input devices. So, so I'm very happy with the uh, Kensington. It's either the Turbo Mouse or the Expert Mouse on the PC. So whichever platform I'm on, I have the same input device. And, uh, and I think the nice thing about it really is it also saves you from uh, carpal tunnel and all that because you're not moving around as much. Now, see, that's interesting because that's the one reason I hate those turbo mice, or at least I've never been able to work with one. I always find that they are angled exactly the wrong way for my hand, right? It, it, based on what I remember, they kind of angle up and away from you, um, like 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 your hand is going up a ramp to jump off a you know to jump off a ramp. 
to me and and like I think to most people that's a very bad thing for for exactly that carpal tunnel syndrome right because you're and and carpal tunnel syndrome and I'm going to go on a little rant here most of the time folks if you have carpal if you think you have carpal tunnel syndrome even if a doctor tells you you have carpal tunnel syndrome most of the time you probably do not it is probably a misalignment of the bones in your wrist, and one simple chiropractic adjustment can solve that problem. Not saying it happens every time, but I'm saying that most of the cases out there, it, you know, surgery is not required. But anyway, if you're suffering from what feels like carpal, carpal tunnel, and really that's all that matters, um, you know, it's, it's because of that, that, that flexion in the wrist, that, that constant flexion can, can squeeze it down. So that, for me, that's why I've never gone to a trackpad. Honestly, I would prefer it if it was angled down away from me, right? Which is a more normal position for the hand. So, who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'm using them wrong. That's you. It could be you. I don't it know, could, but, probably. But I think in yeah. general, the goal is that you want to have the the wrist flat. You don't want it angled. You you want it either flat or or angling down, but but not up. Yeah. So it depends on how you. I mean, in the in the installations I have, yeah, I'm pretty much flat. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah. The, but um. You know, and this is beyond I think my area expertise. So they do have the guides and a lot of the computers showing you, you know, how you should have your legs and yeah. the chair and yeah. your wrists and in relation to everything else. Yeah. To avoid pain. So to avoid well, and to avoid your repetitive stress injury. Painful unless it's running Windows. Just. <laughs> I'm going to use that as my my segue, man. You, you, you knew it was coming. So I this week, John, I started using on a regular basis, or at least a couple for a couple days. I started uh-huh. using Windows <gasps> Mobile. Wow. Yeah. Well, some of you heard me talk about it last week, so it's not going to be a big surprise. I, I'm looking, and I'm still looking for the perfect solution for me for. Uh, the, the ability to have email on the road, and this week I got a bunch of suggestions in from you folks, and uh, and sure enough, the the I went down to my singular provider because that's who I'm with currently, and I figured I'd, I'd just try what they had, and, and I also want to check out something else that I'll talk about. So I'm using at least this week I'm using the Siemens SX66, which is a Windows Mobile, you know, pocket PC 2003, whatever it is, device. It's there's and there's various different incarnations of this. It's it's the G. DSM version. Um, it does not have a camera, but it uh, it pretty much does everything. It's got Wi-Fi built into it. It's got Bluetooth. Obviously, it's got you know GSM for a phone, and it works really well as a phone. It you know it's not too big to hold up to my ear. It's not too big to keep in my pocket. Um, it's got a slide-out keyboard, and uh, of course, it's got GPRS, so I can do internet over the cell phone service. And uh, it works really well. I, it, I'm using uh, Pocket Mac to sync it back and forth with my Mac. Now, I'm actually having a problem that seems to be related to my, my specific data files, but the lovely folks at uh, Pocket Mac are, are working with me to solve that. So I'm hoping in the next day or two I'll actually get my calendar on this thing, which would be... Great. And yeah. uh, what's the protocol it uses again for the, uh, uh, the telephony? Uh, well, it's a singular phone, so this is GSM. GSM, but that's yeah. the one that works in Europe. Yeah. Well, yes. With a well, I guess I could roam in Europe and and pay a fortune, or I could sign up with you know a a a plan over there. But yes, it GSM GSM is more more common in the rest of the world now. I don't I don't know what the numbers are in the U.S. anymore, but I, I think Verizon probably has slightly, if if not even more than slightly, better coverage. Uh, nationwide in the U.S., but it seems like Singular's working very hard to to fix that. Now, 
This week I am going to test out Verizon's uh, Samsung i730, which is also a pocket PC, uh, you know, Windows mobile device, supposedly a little smaller than this. It's got some weird quirks because it's Verizon, and they go out of their way to cripple things. Like, no, not again. Yeah, well, listen to this. I mean, it's crazy, right? Obviously, like every other freaking Verizon phone, you can't use Bluetooth to transfer files back to your Mac, you know, or not pictures, because they want you to pay 10 cents or whatever to send them back to your Mac. Uh Bad move number one. Bad move number two, you can't use... The thing's got Wi-Fi, right? And it, it'll yeah. connect to their it'll connect to their high-speed edge network too, right? High-speed, like nearly two megabit, I think, from what they say, two megabit, you know, internet speeds, rocking, right? On a and phone, a virtual connection to the device. You cannot use Bluetooth, even though the device has Bluetooth. You cannot connect Bluetooth to the device and use the device as a modem, as a gateway to the internet. What's one to do? Well, there's there's sites out there, and you can you can hack it, and it's actually it seems pretty straightforward. Of course, now the problem is Bluetooth is actually slower than the two megabit connection. So really, if you want to take full advantage of that, you uh, you want to use USB. But that's disabled too. What's wrong with these people? Oh my God, They're, you know. Crazy! Oh, oh, and get this! And in, in the in the and yet makes less sense department, Verizon decided to make it so that when you turn on the Wi-Fi antenna in the phone, it uh-huh. turns off the phone. You can't send or receive calls while you're using Wi-Fi. Do you get that? Wow! So they got like the Three Stooges in their. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the Three Stooges and their their idiot progeny designing this thing. I mean, come on. I know Samsung didn't design it this way out of the gate. Verizon's engineers were hard at work crippling this device, folks. <laughs> <sighs> they get the axe out and they go at it. They go at it, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, and they, I mean, I read a little bit about this on the internet. I don't have it yet. I've heard it's a really nice device. It's supposed to be the Holy Grail, right, or at least the currently available Holy Grail. But, uh, and I did some reading, and, and it's easy enough to put this stuff back if you're a geek, but, I mean, they actually went in and, and they took DLLs, which are the, the Windows equivalent of extensions, if you want to dig back yeah. to the OS 9 days, probably, right? Kernel extensions, maybe in OS 10. They actually take standard DLLs that, that ship with Windows Mobile and they take them out so that you can't do the things that the phone was built to do in the first place. It's freaking crazy. It starts deleting stuff off your computer? What? No, 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 off the device. The device runs Windows, right? No, it doesn't delete anything off your computer. No, no. They, they, but they took the, the DLLs out of Windows Mobile so that it can't do these things. And the way to fix it is you, you get the DLLs and you download them from nefarious sources on the Internet. And, and, yeah, uh, it must have been hard at work. Hard at work. I mean, these people lost sleep. They had, I'm sure they had to delay the launch by three or four months just to cripple the thing enough to, to please some, you know, some paper pusher high up that didn't want to have to give up his, you know, fourth Mercedes just to make his customers happy. But then again, this is Verizon, right? This is Verizon. And, and their CEO was the one not too long ago that said, and I paraphrase, uh, he was he was ranting about how how customers oh yeah, yeah how they wanted yeah. they wanted these on they, they wanted their cell phones to work in their house and he said publicly he said these people just can't expect these things to work everywhere 
They do a pretty good job. Of that. Yeah, they do. I know. That's the thing. Their coverage isn't bad. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So so that was my that was my second little yeah, rant tonight. Yeah, it was good. Good rant. Did you like that one? Yeah. Well, let's hope it got recorded. One of, the, one of the best, yeah. Was that one of the best? Well, see, the thing is, because we're doing this this way, and, and we're you know we're we're using this this alternate solution. I'm using my telephone, and my telephone. I might as well talk about since now it is actually plugged into my Mac, right? No, it's uh, it's uh, I have a Siemens cordless system here in the office, uh, TMO Towers East, that is, and uh, and so I'm I'm cordless with a headset. And I can pace around my office and just be a maniac as opposed to being chained to my desk but like I usually am when we do these podcasts. So uh, it is nice standing up while we do this show because we do this show late on Sunday night, folks. And sometimes, man, you know, after a long weekend, especially being, you know, you know, super dad and, and Joe homeowner all weekend, I'm beat to heck. I don't know about you, John, but sometimes these Sunday night shows are a little bit – they drag a little bit for me or I have to pump myself up to do it. But tonight – a nap or I envy you. See, I have to drink the Mountain Dew Code Red. That's when that, uh, that 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 coaxes the rants right out of me. So, yeah. Then how do you get to sleep? What's that? What the sleep? How do you get to sleep after you know drinking all the? Uh... What's the sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a father of two who are two children under six, and I have three businesses. What do you mean sleep? Yeah. And when yeah. the when did they get started? What, five in the morning? Are they the kids? No, we've we've trained the kids to sleep late. The kids typically, if 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 not disturbed earlier, they'll they'll actually sleep until typically until about eight. So wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's you know it's all in the proper parenting, you know, the daily rituals, as it were. Yeah. So, all right. Um, are we? Uh, do you have anything else that you just have to mention here, John, or, or have we mentioned enough? Because I do have a couple things that I want to go through here, but uh, but if you've got yeah, something, we've touched on it before, but I think it was interesting that uh, Apple finally released a kind oh, of yes. multi-button mouse. Yeah, it's got multiple places to tap, I guess, right? Yeah. Have you yeah. now? Have Bob, you used Bob, one? Bob did a write-up. Right? Bob did a write. Bob Levitis. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Bob thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it seems like. It. Have you used one yet, John? No. No. I gotta, uh, I'm actually probably going to be at one of the Apple stores pretty soon. Okay. Uh, I heard they moved pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. Now, you know, I have all my notes here, and usually when I'm sitting at the desk, I have them all right in front of me. But, of course, yeah. now that I'm pacing around, I don't have all my notes. So. Pacing? Yeah, it's great. So... Um, anyway, I wanted to. Uh, we, we've, we've had we've read a couple of comments uh, from, and, and we're not getting any audio comments tonight, of course, folks, because, uh, well, for two reasons. One, we're doing this thing with with phone valet here, and number two, uh, y- you haven't been sending them in. See, in order for us to play them, you got to send them in. So send more in, and we'll play more. So, and they, you send them to macgeekgab at macobserver.com. So, um, anyway, we, we've played we, we've played a couple of uh, or, or, or talked about a couple of emails that we've gotten in over over the uh, the course of our tenure here as podcasters from uh, a, a good mutual friend of ours, Duffy Franco. And yesterday, I got an email from Duffy um, 
and he was having some trouble getting iChat to work behind his router, and uh, and and for whatever reason he 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 forged on his own, which is actually great. Not for whatever reason, it's because he wanted to figure it out on his own. So he didn't ask John or I. He actually you know went out and said, "I'm going to figure this out." And he stumbled on a site that I had never seen before, and you may have seen it, John. And the site is called PortForward.com, and it's just like you would expect it to be. I'll put the link in the show notes. This site is. I mean, these guys deserve an award. They have instructions, detailed instructions with pictures and everything for every router, uh, nearly every router. Of course, somebody's going to yell at me. Well, isn't that my, you know, World War II surplus router that was built, you know, back in a barrack somewhere? Um, the, uh, they, they have detailed instructions with screenshots on every, nearly every router out there with instructions for many, many popular pieces of software. So Duffy was able to basically go in, find his router, and then find iChat AV and go, and it told him exactly what to do to program his router. And this is a great thing, great resource, folks, for, for a lot of reasons. They have the default passwords for every router out there, which is a very handy thing to have to be able to go get in one, at one place. So very, very cool. Have you ever been to this site, John? No, I'm looking at it. No, I see uh, I see some good stuff here. I just look at their uh, ports, search for iChat, it gets 5190. Now, if you're if you're on uh if you're on the internet, you you must still be on dial-up, is that right? No, that's on uh uh no, cuz right now I'm on the dial-up line. Oh, you're on you're on the landline. Of course we're talking on the landline. So how are you can Oh, you're connecting to the internet via uh, your cell phone, right? Cell phone. Yeah. Oh, okay, so still no cable modem, huh? All right. Well, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that. I think we've uh, I think we've rambled enough. Unless you've got anything else, I think we've we've hit our half hour and then some, John. So uh, nothing, nothing okay. really uh, at this point. All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign this off here, and uh, and I'm I'm sure I'll say some little things to to to, to get us out of here because I've got a list of stuff that that you folks need to hear, um, and we'll uh, we'll take it from there. So thanks for listening, folks. Have a good night. And that's the end of this week's Mac Geek Gab. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to pop in quick here. Um, if you would, uh, obviously you, you can compare the, uh, the quality here from what you're normally getting from us to, uh, to what you get with uh with the parliant phone valet software if you wouldn't mind if you have uh, any any feedback to uh to share with us go ahead and, and send it to us at macgeekgab at macobserver.com i'm sure the good folks at parliant would would love to hear your thoughts on this because really uh though they're marketing it to podcasters podcasters are marketing to listeners so knowing what the listeners think is actually a, a great thing um so in any event it was it was handy that we had the box of the parliant stuff sitting here because uh because that's how it works, folks. If uh, if you've got a product for us to review, we do get busy. We there are things that we don't always get to, but uh, when uh, when the need arises, if the box is sitting there, especially at you know ten thirty on a Sunday night, man, there you go. Uh, one clarification as I was listening through, I wanted to make, uh, and I, I started ranting, going way off topic into the, uh, the, the realm of chiropractic and all that. I certainly believe in it. It wor- has worked very well for me and my family for years. But I'm not a doctor, so do get a couple of opinions. If you think you have carpal tunnel, get a couple of opinions. But 
my recommendation is do yourself the favor of making at least one of those opinions uh, that of a, uh, a chiropractor. So anyway, that, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, let's see. We do have more Gmail invites available if, uh, if any of you would like them. In fact, I think we'll always have them available. And uh, let's see. Don't forget to send your comments in. Audio comments are acceptable. Audio comments are encouraged. MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Always, please make sure you visit iPodObserver.com. We'll, uh, like I said, we'll keep saying it until you do, and even then we'll keep saying it. Subscribe via iTunes if you haven't already. Go to PodcastAlley.com and vote for us. Why not? Might as well throw that in. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.